Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live, a podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live, a podcast. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Well, Did and you know? what? <laughs> Did you know that you can do your own dental exam on Zoom? Just by opening your mouth wide enough. I know. Do you know how many times I've opened something of mine and stuck a camera in there? Boom. <laughs> you gotta At see home colonoscopy. You, you gotta see what's going on. I did get one of those little the like the earwax. ear things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's still hard to see what's going on. Like all the pictures make it look like it's really clear. And then I'm just like, huh. <laughs> and you're like, oh, all of a sudden I realized I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. What for? I'm like, maybe I actually have clean ears because I've obsessively cleaned them. I just assumed that I've shoved everything into the back of there. Right. And that's why I'm deaf. Because we all know the story about the one lady that like used Q-tips every day of her life and then went deaf, but it just turned out she had so much balled up cotton in her ears that yeah. they were able to pull out and she was fine. Yeah. But she just thought she was going deaf. I mean, that's what I think. But anyway, hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Homo's Modern po- Life. <laughs> Homo's Modern Life. Modern Life. Uh, a podcast where I decided we're opening presents today. So Merry Hi. Christmas. Well, yours isn't wrapped, but you can uh, still open it. Well, I... And that would save me the trouble of having to wrap it. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, but you can... Okay, yeah. I... Um, I'll vamp. I have been watching The Folding Lady, which I think I have talked about on here before um who i'm obsessed with and she mostly got started for laundry folding and gift wrapping folding um so i origami wrapped yours and then mine is yes i've been seeing this technique on tiktok and i love it yes is in a target uh shopping bag well i wasn't alerted (laughs) i felt we needed this today um so please describe your experience for the people okay well i'm unwrapping it kind of uh-huh. It's a fun way of wrapping. It was very unwrap, hard. It took you me just like kind of like minutes. grab it. Be careful. There's a toothpick in there. Open it up. Oh my God. It's exactly what I wanted. I know. I finally <laughs> figured it out. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling this is what you were going to get me because you I, said you were going to get it for me for my birthday, but then you didn't know if I was going to order it for myself. Yes. So then I purposely didn't order it for myself. Can you tell them what it is? Um, it is an August smart keypad. Yes. For my smart lock. Yes. I also so bought one for myself. Hit the little numbers and it'll Do you know what's door. even better? Is it locks the door from the outside. Oh. So you don't have to talk to it anymore. I love that. I would love to just be able to turn, and, hit a button. And I don't have to, to fumble for my phone to try to unlock your door because I don't have a key anymore for anything. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I love it. I love mine. I and love you can that. turn off the motion sensing so the battery stays forever. Oh, there's a motion mm-hmm. sensor? Yeah, so it like lights up if you walk up near it. But oh, that seems unnecessary. There. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. Enjoy. Yay. I get to pick my own code. I know. I also put it on my list for my parents. So like. I know. This is I'm also why gonna, I'm giving it to I'm you I'm like, now. maybe I shouldn't open it. And I should make it, you know, still returnable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm opening my yeah. bag. It's Y'all can hear, I'm sure. From Target. <gasps> it's my favorite candles in the ribbed glass. It's a beautiful, it's kind of like a... It's it's what my rich you glass say that color is? fetish. Uh, um, amber, a mustard amber. Yeah, a it's clear. like a like a, a, like a yellow it's a diamond candle from Opal House, designed with Jungalo, um, and it is tangerine turmeric. Mm. It's very good. I just thought it was a very pretty candle. It's very on trend for me. Right, and, and so then, then... <laughs> you got me another giant candle. Yeah. Oh my god! You know that I... also came in. Uh, it, it's like a ribbed glass, and oh it's god. like a nice. If you, you know, oh, I save. I know how to use these. That's the thing. I have like, this in another color. If you use the candle, then you get to use that as a bowl afterwards, and it's a, yeah. it would be such a cute like little catch-all bowl. Exactly. I think it it's like the perfect really size and depth for that. And it's like a seventeen-wick candle. It's it's a five-wick candle. Real Housewives oh of Potomac fans know that five wick is better than three wick. It's better than work. three and sure as hell better than one. Yeah. Um, also but not as good as seven or nine for all of you at home. For those that do like to reuse your beautiful candle accoutrement. Um, all you got to do is take your little tea kettle, turn it on. And then once it completely burns out, I mean, really try to get your money's worth of that candle. Yeah. But then just pour the hot water in there and let it sit for a couple of hours. Don't get impatient. Um, and then mm. it just pops right out and then you can use it and then pop it in the dishwasher. You know, it's heat safe because candle. True. Um, and I love it. Yeah. And so those went with what I thought were, you know, the glasses from yeah. West Elm that turned out to be plastic cups. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, the fact that I've already broken one of my glass ones that I was so proud to find, oh, even yeah. though it was already, it was already kind of broken, kind of broken when you got it. But I appreciate it. You Thank you so it. So much. it was all going to be a collection of ribbed glass, but you know, still is, I guess. I'm just going to smell my candle for this, this episode. Oh, that's not going to be very conducive to speaking into a microphone. It smells so good. <laughs> I don't uh, think I even paid attention to what either of the scents were. You I just pick like, colors pretty. that you know I like and <laughs> textures. I, this is my season of colors and textures. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, what else is new, Andy? Um, I mean, no. Two overall. It's been one of those much. weeks. My dad was at my apartment like most of the day today. That was unnerving. What? Why? Well, he was just like, you know, he does freelance stuff and he had a editing gig in Irving in the morning and uh, he's working the Mavs game tonight. So uh, he just had a few spare hours between. And just <laughs> so we had in. lunch and then he just kind of hung out here silently as I worked. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what parents do sometimes or like direct family. I don't know. I still feel like. Well, such... he texted me the night before. Sure. But I still think that's weird. Like if Holly told me she was going to come over and spend a couple hours as much as I love her, I'd be like, why? <laughs> you have I mean, a house. But, well, yeah. Are we doing some? Is there an activity it that was we're just, doing? This was a geographically desirable location to, you know sit for a couple hours while he waited for his next True. next gig but i mean you're also the person that like sees your family like once a week which is like yeah or twice a month you know i don't really know what that's like it. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean again he just sat there the whole time oh isn't like that... we talked at lunch but then once once we got mm-hmm. here it was pretty much 
silent. Did you watch TV or something? No, I gave him the remote and I was like, I have every streaming service you could want. I'm still logged into your ESPN Plus. And he was like, I'm good. I was like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, this will make things real fun. I love that. Um, well, I got my booster shot. Hot. I got my flu shot. Hot. Um, I'm triple pfizer now, which I don't know what that's going to do. Well, I tried to get Moderna and they said they can't mix a match, even though everybody tells me to mix a match. That's fine. I've been hearing Pfizer's better for Omicron anyway. That's what they keep saying for every new variant. So you know what? At me, Omicron. Yeah. You uh, old Omicron. Uh, I have been doing berries. I think Great. we talked about that. I went to Orange Theory this weekend. Um, I'm now teaching two classes a week. Yay. Um, Starting in the new year. No, well, I mean, I it assume. technically already started, but now well, we're in yeah. holiday schedule. So technically it's already started, but yeah, yeah, yeah. officially regularly. And I am teaching this Friday. So if you're in oh. Dallas on Christmas Eve and you want to come ride. Oh, bitch, Christmas Eve Roll ride. up. Yeah. Um, Fun. And. I mean, oh, so something interesting about this year. Yeah. Yeah, no. Is this the last episode of 2021? Uh, could be. Yeah, would be, should be. Yeah, okay. It's either going to come out tomorrow or next week. Yep. Recap your year. Uh, Recap my year. Jesus. Uh, Well, (laughs) what I was about to... The biggest thing that I think happened to me this year is um, my two remaining grandparents died, which means I don't have to go to church on Christmas Eve. Oh, but that's the only time I like to go because it's like... (laughs) Like my my number of church visits per year now down to zero, which is um, refreshing for me. I feel like the right church, the majority of church is probably the least religious time to go is during Christmas because it's just something that is just at this point like a, a, a... a work of yeah because like you'll sing you'll <laughs> sing you'll sing uh, christmas hymns that you know they're kind of like just christmas songs yeah at this point. <laughs> exactly you know everyone passes around a candle which is nice uh yeah advent little uh candles is things oh are yeah fun the candle too. part usually there's fun. some child just as joseph um that was yeah. me um yeah, little did they know i was a mary nativity um, skit but yeah, I mean, I do like, cause I mean, that's what I've always said. The only thing I like about religion in general is the pomp and circumstance that like comes with it. Like the Catholic ritualness of everything mm. and like stuff like that. I'm very into. Yeah. Um, but the preachy part's not where I go. For right. It. So Christmas exactly. doesn't usually happen unless you just are the at preachy that part's church. a real drag. Always was. Yeah. Um, you should go to a big, old church well that's the thing is like the church that i grew up going to is basically a mega church now oh love that and they they do throw a banging christmas cantata yeah but i uh not, not worth it i don't think yeah i mean i liked it in my i there was something like really quaint about like the tiny country church that i grew up in that did it because it was very thomas kincaid mm. um and my mom actually was always in charge of decorating for christmas so she decorated it very like Victorian Anne of Green Gables, mm. like lots of garland, mostly not a lot of like ornaments. So it was just a lot of greens and reds. And then when there was stuff, it was uh, um, these big giant wreaths with like 27 angels on them, which like mm-hmm. to me, Christmas angels 
Okay, let's talk about this. Christmas Angels were every gay man's first Barbie doll. Huh. Mine had a name because I named her and I would play with her every year before and after she'd go off the tree. And then some years I would find her off season so I could bring her I don't on think play any with of our angels had legs. No, they didn't have legs. I mean, she was always a cone body. Yeah. Um, but I still played like with her like a doll. Her name was Velvet because she was red and velvet. Her wings were velvet because she was wow. chic. Um, chic. And she had dark hair. Hmm. I don't know that... I mean, and I it definitely, was down. I definitely it kind was, of did use my Christmas tree as a child as like a playscape yeah. for action figures and stuff. Which is funny because this year... But I think I had enough action figure, like Pokemon figurines and yeah. Digimon figurines and shit like that, that I didn't really feel the need to turn the ornaments themselves into toys. I mean, toys. I remember I got a Ken doll one time and my parents felt I was too obsessed with it. So they took it away from me. Well, yeah. I think we talked about it because I keep trying to find that. Were same. you trying to suck it off? I don't know what I was doing. So off on its bald part. I remember they kept. I don't know if I because I got into trouble or what, but they like took it away and never gave it back. So I don't know where, where it went. Can it I ask you frat something? Boy Ken. Frat boy Ken. Yeah. Um, doing this podcast right now. Do you feel like we're doing it better or worse than the podcast in and just like that? Oh, I don't know. They have real podcasting voices. And I don't think that I have podcasting voice. Well, well, because I think if I turn it on, I would talk a little bit more like this. Oh, because you're trying to be Sarah Koenig from Serial? Maybe. But it seems like that's how they always talk. And, and just like that. Yeah. Everything has this little bit, especially Che. Yeah. <laughs> and even when she's cracking jokes about masturbating, she still kind of sounds like this inflection. Mm, I don't know that I have. Did I sound a different? Broadcast there? voice. Oh, I I think that I have. I think that I'm missing on a weird talent for doing voices because I think the sound that comes out of my mouth it sounds this way. It sounds both gay and not gay and high and low at the same time because there's like 27 voices inside of me. Yeah. And so well, it all just comes out at once because like all my vocal cords are acting. That's the thing is like, I don't think I could consistently make the same voice. voice. You know, like I couldn't be a character in a cartoon over multiple seasons because over time it would just kind of devolve and probably end up being my normal voice yeah. or, or something closer to it at least. What's funny is like, it, I say that I don't do accents because like when people think that they think of like, what now would be kind of racist, I guess. Like, oh, Mexican, Russian, well, Asian, you know. Yeah, there's that. like a can't do thin, that. Thin but I can do there, like 27 different white people. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I think the closest we're gonna come to an accent is like a mid-Atlantic accent. Right. Um the non-specific. Yeah. I've been watching like Mayor of East Town, and she has some kind of like all. Oh, I don't know. Cause like an accent is like your voice. Well, that's like a saying rural words Pennsylvania accent. Yeah. A voice is like a different person. Like I remember as a kid, do you know, did you ever watch the old Miracle on 34th street? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a, um, like when they're trying to find a place for Santa Claus to be, like he goes home and gets his wife really drunk and like hands her the phone. She goes, well, we'd love to have Santa Claus come stay at our house. <laughs> 
It'd be simply charming. <laughs> so that was a little more of a rose. Yeah. But that was like the first time that like I was like, oh, I can just do this character. And I felt really weird to do that, by the way. Um, but I used to do it all the time in theater. And then uh, I also have the today in the news. The news. Mm-hmm. You should do a TikTok news show. Yeah, but the thing is, I can't talk fast. Oh, what do you mean you can't talk fast? I feel like I just, uh, what, uh, you know. You can't I, read fast. I can't read. Well, no, I can't. It's like, like rapping is hard for me because like <laughs> I will say what sounds like words, but they're not words. I'm just hitting the same tones at the same time. Sure. But like to actually pronunciate, which I can't even say pronunciate, right? Pronunciate, pronunciate. That's hard for me. Yeah, that's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for broad for a broadcast career for reading for a teleprompter professionally. That would be difficult. Yeah. Well, you know what? We can take a break, and I can go read a teleprompter. And when we come back, we're joined by a very special guest. So stick around. Welcome back, everybody. Today we are joined by Trey Brown, the Empowerments Programs Manager at the Dallas Resource Center, a very important place yes, for absolutely. the gays of Dallas. Trey, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I love it. So can you tell me exactly what do you do as an Empowerments Programs Manager at the, mm-hmm. res- at the Resource Center, but in general? Yeah, yeah. so... Empowerment programs are an HIV prevention program at their core. Um, That's how they got started. Uh, Back in the 90s, uh, people, researchers were seeing, you know, even though we had the height of of the HIV and AIDS epidemic, right? Um, Mm -hmm. All this knowledge was out there and and we, it had gone on at least, you know, like 10 years now, um, you know, once you get to mid 90s and everything, but they were seeing that a lot of young uh, men who have sex with men, so gay, bi, pan guys were still contracting HIV at alarming rates. And mm-hmm. after doing some research, they started to realize, okay, well, young people probably aren't watching the news all day long. Um, mm-hmm. They're not glued to, you know, like they're out in the world. And and whenever you have someone that is giving you that education, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily relating that education to something that's applicable in your life. Um, yeah. We're sex positive here. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I didn't ask that question yeah. beforehand, but like, I, you know, just saying. We had like, an episode on douching and how to be a better bottom. Okay. okay. So yeah, I we're just, good. Just wanted to check language. I forgot to ask that earlier, but I mean, when you have young people that are young, dumb and full of cum, you know, and, yes. and they're out in the world, <laughs> they're, they're going to be getting into things, uh, regardless, like it's, it's hard to tell people to go against something that might be in their nature that they are exploring at a young age that is, is yeah. fun and exciting. And so sure. they developed these programs and they did a bunch of research and they realized that the education for young people is best presented by young people. And so empowerment mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. train young people to be able to go into their communities. And it's kind of like a for us, by us education. Um, and there's all of these core elements and guiding principles that, you know, like make it work, you know, like you need 
uh, a space for people to be able to come hang out, uh, a space for them to be able to build community together. You have to be doing events, not just in your space, but going out into the community to meet people, um, mm -hmm. as well as uh, having like certain principles for what makes your space an affirming space for, uh, for everyone. And so being LGBTQ positive, being sex positive, making sure that um, you have like this kind of like a multi-level approach to being able to get uh, prevention education out there, you know, cause there's no one, uh, there's no one size fit all, you know, like prevention method for everyone. You know, some people like using condoms, some people don't, some people want to be on prep, some people don't, you know, you have to figure out what, what makes it work for everyone else. You know, like we're not condom police, we are in the business of risk <laughs> reduction, right? Um, yes, <laughs> but everything that we do, uh, it's not just like you come in and get like a sexual health seminar. Um, we create different fun uh, events and programming uh, that people might want to see, and then we just kind of tack on safer sex education to that some some kind of way. Um, and so yes. we invite people. <laughs> Always in. a bowl of condoms by the door on the way exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. Um, like I have a whole wall of condoms uh, in, in my location. Condoms and but what color you want? You want glow in the dark? Exactly. Tastes like banana? <laughs> right. Um, we even have some uh, for special occasions. We even have some uh, uh, like on the go lube that is actually an anal applicator. So it has like a little tube. Oh, wow. This, you know, right there. And everything. <laughs> so, you know, the girls can get into whatever they want to get into, but, but it's so fun. And so, you know, like, yes, we do a sexual health seminar at least once a month. Yes. But we also do movie premieres. Like we rented out a theater for, um, Black Widow, we did Avengers Endgame and, and you know, like some of the bigger Marvel movies. Incredibles, uh, we rented out of the theater for that, you know, and invited people and everyone got to come for free. Um, sometimes we might like partner with a, uh, with a um, Gilead, the makers of uh, PrEP. Um, right. Well, actually, uh, not just Gilead anymore. We just, the FDA yes. just approved injectable PrEP from Beach Healthcare. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's another new fun. option yeah. for, right. for the gays yeah. out there. Isn't that the like once every couple weeks thing? Once every two months. Once every two once months. Every two months. Mm -hmm. Set it and forget it. Right? Yeah. It, is, uh, it is a nice idea. But then I think about like, well, then I have to be somewhere specifically to get it every two months. You uh -huh. know, it's not like yeah. I could go on vacation. And mm -hmm. Right now I can go on vacation. I can take my prep with me. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Something to consider. One day. I mean, people inject themselves with testosterone every day. So I don't understand why, you know, but <laughs> well, we get into a whole new world this. there. I was going to say with this, you'd, you'd be going to your doctor. You're not doing the injection yourself. Right. Um, yeah. So there are some things to consider for sure. But again, that's why we say there's no one size fits all. And so mm -hmm. we, we do, you know, pool parties, we do community conversations. Uh, we've had conversations about um, uh, racial preferences in dating in the queer community. We've had conversations about toxic masculinity, femphobia. Um, we have had conversations about sex work. And, you know, if you are involved in sex work, you know, everybody has an OnlyFans nowadays, right? <laughs> so, so like, how can, how can you protect yourself? Um, how can you, how can you make sure that you are doing things legally, setting money aside to mm. pay your taxes, things like that? Oh my God, a finance seminar for OnlyFans, for like content creators. <laughs> this has been That's calling your name. a really uh, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's 1099 work, honey. Right? Yeah. 
and so pay just, your taxes. Whatever the community wants to see, um, we try and make that happen. And so we work with a team of volunteers called our core group um, that, that lets us know conversations that are having in the community and we make it happen. Drag nights, just anything and everything. Like I teach a Hills class because we were doing drag nights at least once a month for like eight or nine months uh, in 2018, I believe. And and it had gotten real popular, but then someone was like, well, we always invite a queen in and, and they're helping us like get our like mugs on and like we get beat for the gods and everything. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) how do I walk? Like, like there's (laughs) there's more than face. Like we can't just be face Queens all the time. And so I was like, Easy peasy. I love Great. Do fun. a walking <laughs> clinic. Exactly. Yeah. And so we just like to have fun and build community. Um, and we actually have three programs. So Fuse is for um, young uh, gay and bi guys, pan guys, just men who have sex with men, same gender loving men, ages 18 to 35. Um, we have United Black Element, uh, which was the first of its kind in that it specifically mm-hmm. focuses on same, you know, uh, same gender loving men, uh, 18 to 35, but specifically the black community because Mm -hmm. HIV disproportionately affects uh, black same gender loving men uh, at rates now of one to uh, one out of two uh, same gender loving black men uh, statistically Mm -hmm. will contract HIV in their lifetime. Um, And then we also have one for our trans non-binary and gender non-conforming siblings as well called Gender Brave. Um, and so I manage all three of those programs uh, yeah. with uh, a staff of, of five. So yeah. it's exciting work. Yeah, that's was... amazing. It sounds just like of all like the fun events and stuff and but like also being educational and building community. It, like it kind of reminds me in a way of youth group yeah. <laughs> at church, yeah. but it's queer yeah. and it's yeah. actually practical and it's actually yeah. giving us information we need to know. And you exactly. can say dick, cock, and fuck during. Yeah. <laughs> I am, not only can, I'm literally paid to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you kind of brought up a good point too with these different uh, groups that you have too, because I was going to ask, especially like um, one thing I love Gen Z for is their um, fluidity sexually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Gender wise, sexual wise, preference wise. Um, which is absolutely lovely, right? But I also think that it's things that they've never thought of because Mm -hmm. for a very long time and even to their parents, HIV is a gay man's disease, right? Um, And so I think it's really interesting that you are able to like branch out to the rest of these communities. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I said, everybody should be on PrEP. Mm. Can women take PrEP yet? Biological women take PrEP yet? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. They can take Truvada for prep. Um, and according to the research, I need to do a little bit more uh, research. Discovy, on, I think, is on, not on the new one by Vive, but Discovy is not approved for yeah. vaginal sex. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. If they are only having anal sex, um, then yes, they're fine. But for vaginal sex, Discovy is not yeah. approved. It's a little more, I don't know absorbent i guess it's yeah. a world i don't well, know about it's not that it necessarily doesn't work they just mm-hmm. didn't do a study it's like not the, sure yeah, the study just wasn't done so it just wasn't approved mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense so how did you get involved with the resource center to begin with oh um i actually just made five years this year in september congratulations oh, thank you um it's really exciting and um 
I got started, um, actually a friend of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine that I met in school. I moved up here in 2014 um, to finish my degree at UTD uh, in psychology. And a friend that I made from school actually applied for the position and he got it and he let me know um, one day and we were like going to be roommates as well. So like we were real close and, and he let me know because uh, at the time he was working for, for Fuse and Fuse does like a big dinner on Wednesday nights called Connect. Um, mm-hmm. That just like invites the community in. There's no like set programming. It's just people play games. They get to know each other. They talk, you know, and, and there's dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, called me and he was like, hey, um, you're coming because <laughs> it's my first one and I'm nervous <laughs> and I'm scared. And I was like, I got you. And I'd never, I didn't really understand what it was because I come from mm-hmm. small town, Texas. And Same. Like, I know the concept of, of, you know, a community center. I like, you know, you see it in, in the movies and TV right. shows and everything, but never actually had it. Um, and then I walked in and, and like, I have been in queer spaces because I have like a theater background. Mm-hmm. But to have a queer space that is just a queer space for no other reason than it being a queer space, yes. it was so beautiful to me and so amazing. Um, and so, you know, like, I stuck around, went to events and everything. And then whenever uh, he decided uh, to step down and uh, to resign so he could go back to school for his master's, I was like, well, <laughs> trade me. I'm going to just slide right in there. In, right? <laughs> Yeah, and um, and it's been it's been a blast ever since. Awesome. What's your um, do you have like a favorite event that you've ever put on? Um, some of my favorite events are the tea time conversations. And so those are the cultural conversations that we have, Um, because I love being a a child of psychology and the stage. (laughs) um, I love to get into people's heads. You know, I love to see how people think and tick and everything. Um, and those cultural conversations are wonderful because Fuse in particular um, are very, it, it is very much centered around gaming. Um, you know, like there's D&D nights. Uh, a lot of people um, used to play. Yeah, like talk the, to us more about those. What <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons. We are a board game, board game fan family over here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so like on like the Connect nights, those are um, like a lot of people play board games. We have a ton of board games um there monday nights are are designated as game nights and there's also a starfinder game um that's like D, but in space um oh. and so that goes on on monday nights um and then on thursdays is is the regular D, and then we trade out tuesdays um for just like a, a different kinds of events so if you have a drag night that's normally on a tuesday um uh-huh. tea time is normally on a tuesday and so like we'll trade out our tuesdays for for things outside of that, to be able to explore other parts of the culture and community. Um, but D&D night started um, on Thursdays in 2018. Uh, season 10 of, of RuPaul's Drag Race was going oh, on. Together. And we have this wonderful um, volunteer, Sam, um, that uh, offered, because uh, we were like, Thursdays, we need something like, what are we going to do with Thursdays? Uh, It had never really been a thing. And I was like, I I want a theme, like a regular thing for every day of the week. And then we'll like trade out our Tuesdays, you know? And he was like, well, we can do D&D. And I was like, ooh, because I had never played D&D before. And I was like, yeah, Yeah, it seems really in depth, which 
is hard for my ADHD brain to follow. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I, I, I don't know how many people like will get because I didn't know I, I didn't know like how big that community was. Right. And right. so um, and it's a testament to you just, you know, if they if, uh, uh, if you build it, they'll come like you just have to create mm-hmm. space and, and people will eventually find you. And so we did it. And I kid you not, the first two months of D&D, nobody showed up. Like, like we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race and then like nothing else happened. But eventually people started coming and then slowly but surely it started growing and growing and growing. And a regular game is supposed to be what, five people, you know, yeah, generally maybe six, you know, depending. But our game is so popular that there are times where we have, you know, uh, uh, 12 and 13 and 14 people trying to play. And our DM wow. is sitting there and he's, you know, trying to navigate. And at this point, because of COVID, um, we learned, you know, everyone had to pivot to avert to a virtual space and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, now um, we've just kind of kept this hybrid model because we being virtual, it gave us access to people or other people access to us that couldn't normally come that weren't like yeah. in Dallas. And so now we have um, three or four people that play virtually and then maybe like seven or eight people that are like in person playing the game. And so uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, And I actually uh, um, came out as gender fluid because of of the game because I allowed myself finally to explore um, I used to just call myself like a lady boy, you know, like, mm. like I, it was hard for me to let go of that, of, of the, the chains from my past, so to speak. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, well, it's that sense of role play or of putting on a mask, mm-hmm. you know, that same thing with drag of you put on that mask and then <laughs> you're able to kind of really explore different elements of your own personality. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah. And drag, I'm a bondage queen. Who is she? (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Yeah. Who knew role-playing as a mage could (laughs) make you discover things about yourself? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, And so there's stuff like that, uh, that I love, um, with United Black Element, um, uh, the, the ties to the ballroom scene are so strong here, Uh, in particular, the Kiki scene, which a lot of people don't realize, uh, there is like mainstream ballroom, then there's the Kiki scene and, and, uh, a lot of what we see sometimes is actually Kiki uh, oh. performances and stuff and not always ballroom, uh, just from like different things that make it that go viral on the Internet. Yeah. Um, oh, my favorite thing right now on TikTok are those videos where it's people like falling, falling down and, and then, but then, then it, it's it, a death yes. drop from like, yes. a ballroom yes. competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so great. But um, yeah, UB uh, actually just did a uh, what we call the Black Awards. And with uh, United Black Element, we have this initiative called Black, which stands for Building Leaders and Cultivating Knowledge. Um, and so there's different events that happen throughout the year, resume writing courses, uh, financial planning, different things like that, um, that fall under that, that moniker of, of the Black initiative. And then at the end of the year, we do this big like Black Awards that um, allows the community to nominate uh, in particular categories that we present to them, um, people that are outstanding in their fields or in their passions uh, with things like that. And so um, there's everything from you know, like HIV advocate of the year to you know uh, the, the For the Streets Award, you know, to award the person that helps keep the nightlife going and is out there and, <laughs> and you know, is like representing 
uh, the scene, you know, and everything. Um, and so like we did that and we paired it with uh, and the enchanted Kiki ball after that. And so the uh, Kiki girls came in and, and we had this wonderful ball and it, and it was so amazing and so exciting and to see this like black joy that was in the room, it was so beautiful. And so getting to do stuff like that is some of my favorite stuff. I love it. Well, and also if you don't mind me asking this question too, because as someone who was new to Dallas a few years ago, I would say that I actually got and I moved here seven years ago, but I actually got involved in like gay culture four years ago here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the resource center is a place for all queer people. Correct. It's not, which I think, cause again, we all fight the stigma of it's not for people struggling with battling our, our undetectable with HIV. Right. Although that it's the risk prevention, it's still a space that is open because I think that might be something people still struggle with. And everyone tells you you should go find your own education and where better to do it than at the Resource, yeah, the Resource Center. Center. Yeah, so Resource Center um, has been around, ooh, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Over 35 <laughs> years, 37 or 38 years, if I'm not mistaken. I also uh, heard they're building um, a retirement home for old housing, gay people, yeah. which that's my retirement old plan. Gay <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was like, perfect. It'll be built by the time I'm it? ready. By the time I'm ready. <laughs> yep. All the kinks worked out. Great. Yes, yes there is. Um, it's uh, Loosely, I, I know people use retirement home loosely, uh, but it, it's uh, a senior living facility, um, you know, so like they'll, they'll be living on their own. It's, it's not like a nursing home. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, um, it's actually real close to where um, the Eagle uh, was or yeah. is now as, as it's, you know, getting ready to move and everything. Um, but right there on Maple. Um, Ooh, do you have any yeah. insider information on where it's going to be? No, I don't. I've been trying to figure it out. Dang it. <laughs> We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, I hope they oh, get a curious. really good space. They deserve right? a good space <laughs> after that building. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can put it in the in the ground floor of the new senior living. Center. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we've already heard like people uh, like they haven't you know started optioning it out for like people yet and everything. But mm -hmm. I have just like talked to senior like LGBTQ seniors um, since that has been like announced and everything. And some people have said that they really wish that uh, the Eagle was still up because they could have just walked across the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yes. So Resource Center uh, has its hand in a lot of different pots. Um, Resource Center uh, uh, started out as an uh, advocacy uh, agency. Um, and so it saw in the community that there was a need to be able to advocate for um, people living with HIV, young queer people, uh, things like that. Um, and then it started to grow over the years and it started to incorporate all of these different programs and services. And so right now it's the largest HIV uh, positive service provider in North Texas. Um, we have programs uh, like Ryan White programs that provide low income uh, people living with HIV, either uh, dental services um, mm -hmm. with our dental clinic, uh, they have a hot meals program where they can get, uh, I believe it's two meals a day. Now I think it's, it's just mm -hmm. gone up to two meals a day, uh, breakfast and lunch. Um, but at, at least one meal a day. 
Um, and then uh, also a food pantry as well. Mm-hmm. And we have primary care that just started a couple of years ago. And that's not just for people living with HIV. That's in general, but the low income people living with HIV through the Ryan White programs now have access uh, to free um, and low cost primary care uh, providers as well. Um, and so there's that. Then there's the advocacy department that still exists today. And they do everything from uh, working with other agencies, corporations, things like that, to do uh, trainings to help um, help them understand LGBTQ plus people better um, and, and make sure that policies that are put in place are protecting the people that we serve in their corporations. Uh, and agencies, they work with uh, local state, you know, legislatures to make sure that policies and laws that are coming in uh, to place um, are for the benefit of all of the people that we serve. Prevention, you know, so Nelson Thibodeau right there on the strip right across from Mm -hmm. Woody's um, (laughs) has uh, um, uh, free HIV and syphilis testing low cost um, uh, STI testing. It also houses our prep care program. Um, And then it also houses our gender affirming care program as well that offers uh, low cost um, uh, uh, services for our trans siblings that are looking for HRT, uh, stuff like that. We have behavioral health counseling, we have youth programs, senior citizen programs, my programs, like resource Dang, center is, is it so all. robust and, and does it's so like much for the front, community. It's, it, it's beginning to end. Are you queer? Is there a resource you need? It's there. We got it. Mm. Yeah. I will mm. say plug for the uh, food pantry because I've volunteered there a couple of times and it's like actually really fun yeah. to volunteer there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a little mini grocery store and you just kind of like, you know, help people get the things that they need mm-hmm. and check the little list off. And yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get to go in and shop and, and um, it gives them, you know, like when you are low income, when you are uh, closer to the poverty line, it, it, a lot of like the humanity and, and dignity is, is stripped away by mm-hmm. society, you know? And so we try to give them, that back as they're coming to our center. Friendly smiles, good service, good food. We work with uh, wonderful donors um, that help us uh, to access uh, all of these services and and, and food uh, that they are able to have and everything. Um, And then if you uh, volunteer with the Hot Meals program, that's really exciting too. They have uh, people that come in. We work with different corporations and agencies that just send people, you know, a whole team, a whole department Mm -hmm. will come in and help us cook food and serve food you know, cafeteria style to, to the people that come in and everything. So uh, it's a wonderful place to be able to volunteer uh, and give back to a community that you care about, whether you are within the community or an ally. I love that. Yeah. I was also going to ask too, um, especially right now, I know you've touched on a lot of them, but what do you think the biggest challenges uh, are for the uh, queer community here in Dallas? Mm. That is a wonderful question. That is a deep question. Um, So there's going to be challenges like this state that we are living in. Um, Yay. (laughs) Yeah, it's legislative, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah, like all these poor, you know, gender, queer, moving kids that just now don't get treatment anymore as of one day. So that is... That's cool. 
that's a big uh, issue um, that, again, some of our services try to help mitigate um, or, or rally against. Um, and, and if you ever want to get involved with our advocacy team, there are times where um, we organize uh, trips down to, to Austin to help uh, uh, um, fight for, you know, fight for or against legislation uh, as needed and everything. Mm. And they take volunteers for that. Um, and we join in with other organizations for things like that. And so there's that um, as far as, I guess, like top down, if you want to say, um, if you yeah. want to say like within the community, um, I think Dallas is so robust. We don't realize how siloed our communities are sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and so figuring out ways to better support each other within you know, or, or, or between different communities that might exist. Um, and I think that is something that I would love to see Dallas uh, work on a little bit more because a lot of people don't realize, like we get to work with so many different people um, mm -hmm. that oftentimes we see so many different kinds of people coming into our programs and they say to us, like, I didn't realize that, you know, like someone like this was also interested in, you know, you know, X, Y, Z interests that I have. Um, and, and we don't realize that we are more alike than we are different, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether that's color of our skin or gender, um, uh, ethnicity, race, you know, things like that. Um, and, and so just realizing that, that we can come together and support each other. And even if we're not a part of that community, we can stand to be allies to other members of the queer community, even if we are not, you know, don't identify that way. Um, and it's something that I've, I've started to see more since quarantine. Um, I think we all kind of, you know, had to sit back and like watch the world during quarantine. Yeah. We all learned a lot. Um, Cause I mean, we had to sit there. That's how we, you know, interface with the world, but we all learned yeah. a lot during quarantine. And, and I like to, to see that continue for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Well, um, I want to ask maybe a little bit lighter of a question. <laughs> um, so this is homo's modern life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're delving into the lives of the modern homos. Uh, and so for even people that don't even necessarily identify as gay, I think anybody can answer this question, but what is the gayest thing about you? Oh my! <laughs> and this God. might be, you know, you're probably just based on what I've heard so far, this, this may be a tough one to narrow yeah. down. And you can only <laughs> pick one thing. Oh, the gayest thing about me. Mm -hmm. uh, We're compiling all this information. Yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> to have um, the gayest person. I mean, uh, ooh, that is hard. That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I well, like to pride myself on being, you know, as, as gay as I can as be. As gay as possible. Yeah. Yes. It's, just, it's just the whole thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what is, the, what is the thing that you love the most about the gay aspects of your personality? Mm. Um, I love, I love the fact that we, I feel like, um, I feel like queer people, gay people, um, and, and black people kind of 
decide on culture sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, we're often at the forefront of, of, of that. And so um, I, I think that the, the gayest thing about me is probably, and I, I was just having this conversation the other day. I like, I love wearing my high heels. Um, yeah. Even before like coming out as like gender fluid or anything like that, it, that, that is my, that's my mug. That's my beat. You know, if I can yeah. wear a cute heel and everything, even if I'm in boy clothes, uh-huh. um, boy clothes, uh, if, if I can, <laughs> if I can um, you know, like have my heels on. And, and I was just saying this the other day, like I am, I am uh, a confident person. I like, I, I was taught to, to make my way through the world as I need to, you know, yada, yada, all this other stuff and everything. But I understand mm. I am black. I am femme. I am short. I am like teeny tiny, uh, like skinny. How tall are you? Or like, uh, I'm like five, seven. And so well, heels help with some of that. Heels help <laughs> a lot with that. You know? um, and like my family, like all of my family, like I, I have cousins that were like, I was 21 and they were 12 and they were taller than me. You know, like <laughs> yeah. everybody's tall in my family. I'm just, I'm this little runt. And, and it would be easy to assume, you know, like to be like looked over and everything. But whenever I'm in my heels, like the gayest thing about me is being in a heel and the like gay fear I strike in people. Um, like yeah. <laughs> I, I will, you know, be sachet. Like, I don't care who is out there. Like grow- I, I live in Texas. Okay. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I come from good old boy country and nope. grown, you know, stacked men will stop. Cause I like, I carry myself like a lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I'm, I'm a true Southern belle and I'm telling you that like, just like that, that, that queer confidence of mm-hmm. I had to fight for who I am, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can see like the, the, uh, uh, people acknowledge that, you know, when you walk yeah. in a room, like, like you, you show wanna, up. Yeah. You want to strut through North park mall, turn heads and cause panic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Honey. There's, um, <laughs> do you know, or have you seen the HBO show? She's a real person. Uh, Lava Nino. No, I haven't. Oh my God. I think that you would just relate so hard okay. because literally La Veneno means poison. Yes. Um, and that is her goal Toxic. is to walk in and be <laughs> chaos. Yes. She pulled it. her her tits out on like live TV many, many times. I'm yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Or a woman that was there to cause chaos. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with her, honestly. Um, well, to kind of, you know, tie up here, where can people find you? Where can they find the Resource Center? And how can they support? So um, we're a nonprofit. So the first thing I say is, you know, if you have the ability to donate, donate. Um, that is, it, it helps us to be able to afford to uh, continue the services, um, especially as we, you know, uh, politically are at the whims funding wise, you know, of, so of administrations that might be in place and everything that helps supplement anything. So if you can donate, donate. Now, that being said, um, if you cannot donate, um, volunteering your time means so much to so many people. And you don't even realize the impact that you have just being there to support someone whenever they feel like that 
they have been forgotten or they should be forgotten because society tells them that. And so um, volunteering your time uh, is something that can be so important. We actually have a, a volunteer coordinator that like that is her job. She manages volunteer opportunities for the agency. Um, and so uh, um, if you go to myresourcecenter.org, um, there's different ways that you can, that you can um, join in on the action of what we do. You know, that's either getting into the work, you know, if you just want a job uh, to be doing this work full time, that's <laughs> one thing that you can do too. Uh, we have a lot of openings right now. Um, we are uh, expanding and it's an exciting time for the agency. So working with this, volunteering with this, donating, um, and also just supporting us. Like in, in the world of, especially again, after quarantine, we are all, we realize that we're all so interconnected. And so sometimes volunteering doesn't even have to mean coming into our space, mm. you know, volunteering. Sometimes volunteering is uh, like you make a connection either with like my programs or our um, volunteer coordinator with Resource Center. Um, and then you figure out ways that you can help promote us. You know, I can give you some swag. I can give you some things to say mm. and then you can just post about us. Uh -huh. And then we have access to all of the people that are in your life that are looking at you, at what you do. And they see, oh my gosh, this is something I can do. Like, I might not yeah. have all the money in the world. I might not have all the time in the world, but I can help get this word out. So someone in their life might be like, oh, hey, I need this resource. You know, yeah. so yeah, if you're doing an OnlyFans, do it with a resource center billboard behind hey, you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, there's a million ways. Yeah. <laughs> a million ways to reach people, and mm. being naked is one of the best ones. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say, I have a ton of swag sweaters, fanny packs. We can set you up, you know, like a whole little background and everything. But, I but love yes, it. putting, putting, uh, uh, the mission out there so that other people can see it. Um, that's uh, a wonderful thing that, that can be done as well. And for my programs, um, one of the cornerstones of it is actually publicity. Uh, uh, you have to have publicity out there to be able to be um, available. And so we actually do work with volunteers uh, to do like publicity campaigns for us. And so stuff like that um, is stuff that nonprofits like, like my agency uh, needs. And so um, hit us up myresourcecenter.org. Um, you can find Resource Center on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My programs each have their own social medias as well. Uh, Fuse is DFW Fuse on all socials. Gender Brave is Gender Brave or My Gender Brave on all, so all socials. United Black Element is UB Dallas or UB Element on all socials as well. Um, and so, uh, all of that is available uh, to be able to like see the work that we're doing, share stories, share events, share things that are going. Um, we like we actually have volunteers that um, that have come through our programs, can't come anymore. Maybe they're in school, stuff like that, and everything. But they like share everything so that their people can see it, and and it actually works. Like I get people in, and I always ask people, "How did you hear about us?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, Tony shared something. Oh, Lalo shared this," and I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh." Instagram Ooh. is the great connector exactly. these days. Mm -hmm. We love social media. <laughs> yes. Well, 
Trey, thank you so much. Honestly, so many great events. I definitely think Andy and I will be there very soon. The fact that we haven't gone already is bizarre, um, mostly because I'm crazy and I'm busy. Um, <laughs> let's be real. Um, but again, thank you so much. Yeah. This was such a joy and such a pleasure. And you were a fantastic guest to have on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was a joy for me too. Of course. Well, for all of you at home for now, we will say fairly well. Have a great holiday and we look forward to seeing you in 2022 because I'm still assuming this is the last episode of 2022. Yeah. 21. <laughs> but if it's not, and I'm here next week and it's still 2021. <laughs> just bear with me. So fairly well. Bye. Bye. This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>